Hey there, and welcome to the Field Trip Podcast. My name is Brent Terhune, and before we jump into it with our topic, the weirdest thing sold on eBay with special guest once again, John Evans. Let me go ahead and plug some quick tour dates. Uh, if you're listening to this right now, as it comes out, I will be in Wichita, Kansas. Also coming up, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Cape Girardeau, Missouri, uh, St. Louis, Missouri, uh, Bloomington, Indiana, just added right there at the Comedy Attic, Oklahoma City, and then Detroit, Michigan, opening for Kathleen Madigan at the Comedy Castle. And the most important date that I want to talk about, and I skipped it because I wanted to highlight this, December 19th, Nashville, Tennessee, Ryan D. Miller and I, you know Ryan from the Cafeteria Podcast, my other show, uh, we're taping comedy specials, we're doing two shows and we're taping them, we're filming them to uh, release somewhere. I don't know yet, but it's it's a comedy special taping. And your host is Johnny LaQuasto from the Cafeteria Podcast, my other show. So big weekend in Nashville, December 19th. That's a Sunday. You can get your tickets at zanies.com. And if, if you can't make it, tell your friends if they're in the area because we need people to show up. We need get a laugh because if we don't have that then we don't have a special but all those dates at uh, brentcomedy.com so let's get into it with john evans returning for this episode i think it's his third appearance mr john evans mr john evans that's what my that's what my phone company calls me when i don't uh when i don't pay my bill it's this call is for mr john (laughs) i'm like who's mr john evans it's never good when somebody's like Mr. Terhune. None of the people that I'm friends with call me that. So this is not going to go well. Yeah, that was awful formal. But, you know, I appreciate the, you putting respect on my name. Respect. Uh, John has been on the show, like I said, uh, twice previously. And we've talked about uh, selling on eBay, thrifting, and how to make money uh, flipping things. And a show on YouTube is called Mid Mod Money. I just... Watch this recent episode. Uh, if you got you, if you got a ten minutes on your lunch break, check the show out. It's him selling yeah. stuff, and you might learn something. So, and you, John, you just told me off air you're on TikTok now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mid mod money TikTok. Uh, this you know this really is a sign of the end times that I'm uh, getting in on this. But uh, I find that uh, there are some really crazy things like for sale in in thrift stores. So I just do a thing. Uh, in in every video and it's like i don't know how how soon this is going to get old but i just take like the dumbest thing i find and i say hey if you're at a thrift store don't buy this uh <laughs> awful <laughs> thing buy this these set of owls that will go for 40 bucks on ebay you know yeah so i just do i just guys don't buy this buy that and uh so you know like i, I would never want tiktok to be like a a laborious a thing to do but i i, I kind of have fun you know pointing out stupid stuff at thrift stores and until until uh, you know upper management from the saint vincent de paul tells me to stop uh, i'm gonna keep going <laughs> yeah that social media thing has, has helped so many people myself including but it's uh, included but it's also you just uh yeah it's you don't want it to be a full-time job you don't want something that you love to do to be become a chore right Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's the key to the whole, you know, feeling like you beat the system, right? Yeah. Either comedy or thrifting or what, whatever your job is that or, is not a, or quote, a combination real job. of those two things to make <laughs> yeah. ends meet. 
Um, and by the way, I wanted to address, you know, for listeners, our topic today is uh, weirdest things sold on eBay. So I will be talking about that with John here in a minute. But uh, John, you just did your your newest video or one of your most recent ones was get, taking a tour of your flea market booth or your antique mall booth rather. So yeah, antique mall to, booth. Yeah. I have two booths at, a, at one antique mall. I have another booth at a different antique mall and then a fourth booth at a third antique mall. So the first one is the one I have two booths, which is like the the my premier booth, you know, because it's uh it's at the 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 one with the heaviest foot traffic, and it's the one that yields the most uh, results, and uh, so that's great. I mean, I I just wanted to show people who are thinking about like flipping for profit that, you know. It, it, the sun does not rise and set at eBay. You know what I mean? Like you can do Facebook marketplace. You can get a booth because, you know, there are things that you would never want to ship uh, and you can put them in your booth and have eyes on it. And eventually someone will like it and buy it and get it out of your, out of your booth. So you can put more stuff in your booth. Even watching your video, I'm looking in the background, like I'll take that. I'll take that <laughs> owl painting, that clown painting. Uh, well, what's great uh, yeah. is that, oh, those, those, it's funny you say, say that the owl painting stole this last Saturday. Uh, I had a Mark, I had a Mark 250. I, I, I uh, took 220. And the guy, you know, on a big ticket item, sometimes people who shop there will just call back. They'll, they'll ask the front desk, hey, can you see if he'd do any better on this? And if it's $50 or more, they'll make the call and say, Hey, would you take less for this owl painting? And I was like, Yeah, I'll knock thirty off. See how interested this guy is, because at two twenty, you know, a great big seventies owl painting is, uh, while it is a good deal, it's a pretty strong commitment. There was uh, my my wife and I went to this uh, town in Ohio for Halloween. We're big Halloween fans. Had the Halloween wedding and everything. And I think it's um, now I'm trying to think of what it was called. Uh, Either way, there's a store called uh, Payne's Halloween Store. So if I Google that, the, the town will come up. But they have like five stores in this little town, but it was like a boutique store. And they they had this uh, Lord of the Rings painting of the horse with the, the big eye on the on Mount Doom. And I was I tried to t we have so much shit in our house anyway. And I, I know this Lord of the Rings painting wasn't going to be cheap, but I was I don't even I'm not even the biggest Lord of the Rings fan. I just liked how it looked. Long story short, unfortunately, we didn't buy it, or I I didn't buy it. She had nothing to do with it. But it, I know it would have been like two hundred. It was such a nice painting. But I'm also like, what am I buying? I'm not even. This is not even the thump, something that I collect. But it was also just such a cool piece of art. Right. Well, it's it, you know it's kind of hard to find a deal at like an antique mall style place, yeah. you know, because the dealers already have something in it. But what's What's fascinating about the, that owl painting is I um, I bought that at an antique mall in rural Indiana for twenty four ninety nine. Oh yeah, you yeah you made. I take it back yeah. to Pittsburgh, put it in my booth at an antique mall, and get two twenty for it. So some people say, oh, you can't make any money shopping at antique malls. Well, if if you know the market better than a you know the other dealer, then you absolutely can. You know, it's just a matter of you know, right place, right time. Be the first guy that sees something drastically underpriced. Yeah. I remember on another episode you and I did that because I was like, I would think that somebody in an antique mall would know what they have, but you catch somebody slipping or just don't care. You couldn't capitalize on that. 
Right. They don't even they some people do not take the time to look things up on eBay to see if it's if it's going for anything. That's crazy to me that your business is selling things like that and you just don't take the time to look it up. Well, this but, is the difference between someone, you know, getting the absolute max uh, profit off their stuff and someone who is phoning it in. You know, yeah. I mean, the, the lady at the antique mall said, you know, the people who do good are in here all the time, putting stuff in, moving stuff around, you know. Uh, and um, so that's the case. I mean, the, the, if you're just going, ah, it's a wooden bird, uh, I paid two for it. If I get seven, I've made my five bucks. But this lady with the wooden bird doesn't realize it's a $215 wooden bird. Yeah. So it would behoove her to do a. Not that the Google lens is going to solve that problem because oftentimes it doesn't. But if you dig deep enough under uh, mid-century modern or 60s wooden bird or vintage wooden bird, eventually you'll see something that looks very similar to what you have. And it'll give you an idea as to what it's worth. It's not an exact science by any stretch. And it's also, you know, price it high. And if nobody buys it, then lower your price. Right, right. You can always come down. Uh, also, I wanted to, that the Halloween store was not the one I said. It was this is a different one called Foy's, and it's in Fairbone, uh, Fairborn, Ohio. So they, I think they're open all year round. So if you're just looking for something cool, that's uh, those stores are in Fairborn, Ohio. But uh, Foy, yeah, Foy's. Uh, F O Y. So, yeah, F O O F O Y S. They have like five Halloween stores, and it's like this small town it's clearly like whoever owns these stores just kind of bought up a lot of the stores on main street oh uh, wow yeah um but a lot of cool st- a lot of stuff where it's like half of it's like a party store but then also like there's just you know halloween masks that are high in from you know different sellers where i'm like oh i know that that name brand of mask and that's not cheap and they're giving you a good deal on it type thing so yeah um, but ju- what is, uh, I guess before we jump into to the list of weirdest things, uh, have you sold anything, uh, weird on eBay or what have you seen or even in a thrift store or a flea market or anything like that? What are there certain things that just jump out to you that you've seen? Man, I, uh, well, every year this is on, this is on topic and this is uh, seasonal. Uh, I, every year I buy myself a one Christmas present to myself off of ebay you got to treat yourself i don't open it i wrap it i put it under the tree and the (laughs) first time i see it is on christmas and i know it's something like you know a couple years ago something happened that was pretty jarring i i got nothing for christmas that i that even remotely interested me Mm -hmm. you know my mom sending me fleece my, uh, you know, girlfriend at the time, I don't I don't remember what it was, but I, I just remember thinking this is not how Christmas is supposed to be. And the next year I saw something I really wanted and I bought it and I put it on the tree. I've been doing this for about five years now. So this year on eBay, very recently, I uh, found something that I didn't even really I wasn't even searching for. I didn't really know how bad I wanted it until I saw it. And I hope I hope by God you remember this. Um, in the seventies, there was this little green furry character who looked like he was leaning up against the wall and then he was flipping you the bird. (laughs) 
Um, Do you remember? They were. It was on T-shirts. It was on posters. It was on like all these. It was just if you look up, you know, Green flipping the bird, Green Monster flipping the bird, you'll get. Uh, he's got kind of weird eyes and weird teeth. But I found on eBay a mint condition carnival poster, like those posters you'd get at the fair. Yeah. Uh, with that guy on it, but the around him is like blocked, that fuzzy kind of material. Mm-hmm. It's not black light, but it's uh, it's just a weird like I don't know head shop or carnival poster that uh, I you know I remember seeing this so often when I was a kid. And I always thought it was funny because it was a cartoon, you know, shooting you the bird, like just people walking around wearing that in public. I thought it was hilarious as a kid, mm-hmm. and and uh, now that I'm uh, you know going to start a new life in uh, Maryland with the uh, you know possible. Uh, redone man cave uh, area. I hate that phrase, but I do too. Um, I don't. Yeah, but it is like it is a true basement that's got like a built-in bar and uh, and a fireplace, and it is, it is a little cavish with the with the exposed rock there. Oh, that's so yeah. Me, the, at least that's close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not uh, you know it's not the Flintstones, but uh, I'm, I'm I love the idea of. I mean, I, one of the episodes of my Mid-Mod Money show, I do a tour of my apartment and, and it's just 60s, 70s only, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I, I like I like I enjoy decorating. I like for some reason I'm fascinated with, uh, you know, objects from my my childhood. That's why the 70s to me is the epitome of culture, you know. Mm-hmm. You and Rob Zombie love the seventies. Anytime his one of his movies has got seventies music and music in it, and he's even he's even said like, "Why would I make anything else? There's no better decade than the seventies." So, wow. by the way, that 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 Green Monster, uh, uh, Mike Wazowski esque from yeah Monster. yeah yeah very much so very much so. Um, like if you shave Mike Wazowski so- with two eyes instead of one. Yeah, he's his eyes are so close together. It looks like one eye, right? Mm-hmm. But it, yeah, uh, yeah, apple so, shaped. Yeah, so I, I I'm an eBay. Uh, I I'm on eBay every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just shipped off a, a Led Zeppelin tapestry that I bought for ten and sold for fifty two, and uh, um, I've I've got a few things up right. My my eBay handles Gemini DLB. Okay. Gemini, like the sign. I'll let the, yeah, I, I want to follow your store too. Yeah, I, I actually, you know, in the next couple of days, I'll be putting a bunch of stuff up because this is about as close as, as I will cut it to being able to sell it and get it there by Christmas because it's about to get absolutely nuts. And yeah, you, you um, don't want to catch the flack because the post office, was right, slow, you know, right. and it happened last year. And unless you, unless you, uh, unless the item is sold by like the first or the fifth of December, you know, you're really pushing it as to whether it'll get there by Christmas. I mean, no joke. Yeah. You're going to be stuck at Walgreens at midnight. Uh, buying some stuff, candy cane yep. full of uh, Hershey Kisses. Well, uh, this guy on eBay, he sold uh, not his soul, but he sold his life, John. Uh, a man named Ian Usher was so tired of how his life was going that he calculated its worth and sold his entire life on eBay 
for $300,099, so almost $400,000. This life package came with a house, a car, a two-week trial at his job, and even an introduction to his friends. After selling his life, the man used the money to complete 100 items on his bucket list in about 100 weeks, and then in the end, uh, settled in Panama with somebody he met on his journey. So that's a happy ending. A sassy Latina, no doubt. May I hope. (laughs) Well, my question is this. I mean, his job, you know, like, does his job have to take this horribly underqualified person to to, to, (laughs) in real life? It doesn't it doesn't say uh, what what it said trial period. So maybe that's a trial person. Yeah. Trial period for the person who won and also for the job. So depending on what he did, maybe it worked out for that person. I don't know. Still the values there, the house, the car, the uh, that makes no mention of girlfriend or wife. No, no. And maybe again, that would have been a trial period as well. That's that's like you buy the whole kit. It's like, you know, right. we go to the store, we'll just buy the pot roast kit now. We don't do the individual items. You want it all oh, up front the, right here. That That is the epitome of lazy. Oh, yes. But it is much cheaper in our defense. We've done the math. It's much cheaper to do it that way. Then, then the stock up on carrots and and uh, potatoes. Yes, that is. We've we we've done the math. And it's also out of laziness. So you're right. <laughs> Uh, name of a woman, this lady sold her name on eBay. So there's been tons of news stories of people. Oh, I'll get whatever tattooed on my body for whatever price. Uh, but this is this lady's name. She was named, uh, Terry, uh, Illigan put her name up for auction on eBay, meaning that the highest bidder would essentially get to name her. Uh, so she sold it for, uh, $15,000 bid. <laughs> It's crazy to me. Uh, since well, the, go ahead, John. No, I, well, I know that I know the outcome of this story because it was one of these some dot com company jumped in, right? And yeah, said, well, it was an online casino called Golden Palace. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So her name ended up being GoldenPalace.com. That's so great. All, all I can think of is uh, is Principal Skinner saying we should have never let the kids name it the Butthead Memorial Auditorium. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is, I mean, for fifteen, how much is how much it's going to cost, John, for somebody to rename you? You're not comedian John Evans. You are comedian blank blank. You know that number is not as high as you might think it would be. <laughs> and may, maybe it's like stadium rights. You get two years of. A banker's life field house uh, instead of John Evans. Someone's already changing their their uh, field to a crypto thing. Yeah, the Staples Center is now crypto.com. Yeah, maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe she could have like done the leasing rights. And I guess the higher higher profile person you are, right. the higher price right. you could Jamie, charge. If Jamie Fox were to do it, <laughs> you know, you're looking at a $90 million deal. I, I would love for Jeff Foxworthy to buy Jamie Foxworthy's Fox Fox's <laughs> name, and that would be Jeff Foxworthy or Jamie Foxworthy. Oh, that'd be amazing. Or, you know, or just something real simple like Hardy's. Yeah, I mean, you know, Jamie Fox, my new name is Hardy's. <laughs> I'm, uh, well, he's already doing those bet.com, whatever the, the sports book thing is. You might as well just change your name to that anyway. 
Well, I mean, if this is binding, that's that's pretty crazy that uh, that you can just you can sell off your name on eBay. I get, yeah, I don't know the legality, so maybe you know, maybe she's going by Goldie to her friends. Um, this couple sold their babies uh, the rights to name their baby. Uh, the buyer got to pick the baby's first and middle name, but unfortunately doesn't say what the baby's name was. Uh, that's that's hugely disappointing to not know how that played out. Yeah. And it's then it's just you're stuck with that name. For, <laughs> I don't know. But it, again, what's in a name? You could just call the baby whatever. And on a birth certificate, it, that's what it is. But, you know, again, I would have really hoped for uh, Jamie Foxworthy for that baby's name. too. Yeah. Wow. Um, this kid sold uh, guinea pig armor for $24,000. That is hilarious. Uh, that takes a sad turn because the guinea pig died, and that's why he's selling the armor. So either the armor didn't work that well, or it just died. But he ended up selling. I didn't. That's such a crazy number number for me on eBay. In my head, I'm like, I don't even know if eBay's allowed to go up that high. Of but course, the, I know that, you could buy a car on yeah. eBay, but it's just so that's a crazy number for me to see digitally that I've never I've never paid that much money for. Yeah, anything, yeah, yeah. You know, this is this really these topics really have my 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 brain cells working overtime to think like how how weird would you have? I mean, guinea pig armor. I mean, it probably sat them back, you know, hundred hundred dollars. Let's say use <laughs> the finest materials, two hundred dollars. Yeah. Uh, to make twenty four thousand off a of two hundo. This yeah. kid's uh, this kid's a business wizard. Yeah, and I I feel like if uh, that's the difference, maybe in and this is like if it were a grown man, then people would think you're weird. But if you're like, oh, my guinea pig died and I'm a kid, then. That's that's the added thing to it. I don't think if it were you and me selling guinea pig armor that we would have fetched that high of a price. Well, you know, I'm not trying to be the king of the non sequitur here, but uh, <laughs> the, I was I had, a, I had a creative writing teacher called named Mr. Parrot, who, who was the driest to this day, really super funny, dry guy. And uh, I knew there was something about him that I really enjoyed. But uh I remember he did this thing like mid-year. He was like wrestling with this. I want to tell you guys something. No, I don't want to tell you. I want to tell you. Okay, I'm going to tell you, but no one can steal this idea. I have a, this idea could make me millions of dollars. So please, nobody steal this idea. And then he just stops and he goes, Nerf martial arts weapons. Well. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I'm thinking like this is, this is 1987 year of our lord and uh he definitely predates any nerf martial arts weapons and i think it did end up happening right that i mean my old roommate phil who is featured prominently in one of my bits on my last album bluff creek like he was a larp or a live action role play and he would make uh weapons like that you know you get some pool noodles and you could wrap pvc so you're not essentially hurting anybody Right. But you can like swing that around and, and have it not fall apart like that. Yeah, that is like there's a I guess a market for that because he's like made like stuff out of leather. And I've seen places that sell that type of stuff. So that right. guy is was ahead of his time. 
Yeah, I, th- I mean, it's really weird to think like because I kind of laughed at it back then. I was like, well, that is, you know, it's a decent idea. I could see that. But I mean, I didn't think anything of it until, you know, until just now <laughs> when you're talking about. All right. Let's, no, let's, I, I'll focus. I'll bring it back around. Now, I have a similar story. There was a comic and you probably know, him, but I won't say him because I don't uh, for no. I just don't want to say his name and because I don't know if he'd be mad, but this was like 10 years ago. And he was like, dude, I have an idea for business and it's, it's just dessert delivery. It's a place that delivers dessert. And in my head, 10 years ago, I'm like, that's not going to work that. And then, you know, fast forward to now there's Uber eats and Grubhub. So it was more than dessert. Right. Right. Just what me to be like, that'll never work. That's, that's those are billion dollar businesses now. <laughs> ah, yeah, don't listen to me. I mean, I, I sometimes, especially if I think I know what what I'm doing, I probably don't. Well, yeah, well, we we've all had at the time of this recording. Uh, tomorrow is Pete Best's birthday. Oh boy! <laughs> the, you know, wow, the, the guy that left the Beatles, or I don't know what. The yeah, word. the ultimate way. I think he got shown the door. Yeah. So e- either Remember? way. He just had to yeah. watch the Beatles blow up with him not in it. Ugh. Yeah. So one of the and and just like the and, and that that story is as old as time because that uh, that Metallica documentary, some kind of monster, where Dave Mustaine breaks down and says, you know, uh, do you know what it's like to see everything you guys turn to do turn to gold and everything I do turn to shit? Yeah. <laughs> And they're and like, had a, a decent career, you know, thus far. Yeah, yeah. most still. people would look at his shit and think that's a good career. But like he's comparing it to the band he started. Yeah. And also, like, how much of an alcoholic do you have to be <laughs> for Metallica to kick you out of the band? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the band's I mean, nickname yeah. Alcoholica. <laughs> and they're like, you drink too much. I'm wow. sure there are it's more a- things, but yeah. Um, yeah but the, but good on james hetfield for uh you know cleaning up because oh uh, for sure probably extended the life of that band by a few years that's my favorite band there's a poster on the wall directly behind me so that's really is my favorite. yeah yeah so i didn't know that about you you know i i saw metallica in uh 19 uh probably 84 on the ride the lightning tour in front of a thousand people at a theater in san francisco yeah, With well, San Cliff Francisco's, Burton. yeah, that's their town. And then Cliff, you know, he died in a bus accident. And then that's all, that's how you can tell, like, a jaded Metallica fan, because there's always these Metallica people that'll be like, you know, the band ain't been shit since Cliff died. Uh, see, that's that's uh, that stuff's whack when people do that. I yeah. hate that. But th- then they're like, this car ain't been shit since Cliff died. Like, just right, let it right. go, man. Uh, yeah. So, okay, uh, there's no Metallica on this list, unfortunately, because that would be a smooth transition. <laughs> this guy sold his imaginary friend for $1,000. He claimed that he spent a lot of time with him already and was ready to move on, but not before giving a detailed description of how his imaginary friend was also up for grabs in the dating world. So this could be imaginary boyfriend. Oh, my God. That sounds like a that's story from the U.K., uh, it doesn't say where that uh, originated, but yeah, what a, like that's that's a pe- that's the pet rock levels of 
of uh not even i don't know i don't even it's not a grift because you know what you're buying right you know? yeah yeah and it, well i mean but it, at the very least a, pe- a pet rock is tangible yeah you know it's an it's a product without question it exists to say imaginary friend what do you send a bo- an empty box to the guy's house yeah who, who what do you what do you sell you know uh, so I would have just posted, I stole your imaginary friend. He's not yours. He's mine now. <laughs> uh, a couple guys in Australia sold a night out with them on eBay that involved drinks and nothing but guaranteed fun. Uh, the op- opportunity to make some new friends and have a night out costs $300. That's interesting. Um you know, I think if, you know, there, there's value in that if uh, you feel like you know the person already or you know what you're kind of getting. Yeah. Uh, but to just take two strangers on their word that you're going to have a good time. Like I'd pay $300 to hang out with, uh, you know, Rob Gronkowski. Mm-hmm. I'd pay $300 to hang out with Jack White. Yeah. I'd pay three hundred dollars to hang out with James Hetfield and just drink the seltzer. Yeah, I would. I would do that. And that's like if <laughs> yeah, but, but just I mean, for like Eric and Carl from H and R Block, they work together. Then you're just like you know you don't know what to see. That's a grab bag of a buy on eBay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, you know you're you're five minutes in, and they're like, you guys want to do some fireball? <laughs> You yeah, want to go on the no. pedal pub? I doubt oh God. No. no, I don't want to do the fireball. I, re- I regret this instantly. Um, here's some celebrity ones. Uh, William Shatner's kidney stone. He sold it for charity on eBay for $75,000. <clears throat> wow, that's crazy. So somewhere out there. Somebody has the the big, of course, big fan of William Shatner, but you have something that's physically been inside his body. Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. Wow. Well, I know that. I mean, they do teeth and hair, right? I mean, yeah, we, here's a hair one or no, that uh, one's later, but here's uh Britney Spears gum. <laughs> so she Dude. would chew, chew gum during her concerts. Um, and one of these sold for $14,000, but it ended up be- because the guy bid against himself to up the price. So the guy ended up owing himself 14 grand. Unbelievable. But usually they sold from 10 to a thousand dollars. I just, at, so the weirdest so world now, uh, the weird, the world is so weird now. I just wouldn't even want my DNA floating around like that to be oh, yeah, celebrity. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's an interesting point because, uh, you know, we're about to get into a weird uh, situation where cloning's a thing. Yeah, I've cloned Britney Spears. Yeah. That's like an well, evil Britney, a good Britney and an evil Britney. And you can tell the evil Britney because she's got a mustache or a goatee. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, Justin Timberlake's French Toast. A waitress took it off the plate when he was done eating, sold it on eBay for $1,000, and apparently he didn't eat it because it was a little burnt. Wow. Um, 
this is such a foreign concept to me to have leftovers, something you didn't eat. I'm like, right. oh, you could just leave food on a plate? That's crazy. Yeah, this is a thing that used to exist, uh, like Elvis's hair. I, I know a story about a guy who like recovered uh, Roger, Ma- like a piece of gum Roger Maris was chewing and still has it. And who is Roger Maris? Uh, the guy who had 61 home runs. Of course, I uh, knew that. Break. I just wanted you to tell the listeners, John. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Roger Maris, the, uh, the he of the uh, 61 home runs in 1961. Okay. Which, uh, which they made a movie about called, appropriately enough, 61. That's crazy. Yeah, Billy Crystal. It's, it's also weird because, you know, somebody, there's like, somebody's tried to sell like a, a cup of dip spit from somebody just a just a cup of brown stuff like the most disgusting thing to see if they could people would even buy that stuff you know wait do you know that for a fact no but i just figure that's assuming you're making assumptions yeah i you know i don't know billy bob thornton but i it's not a stretch for me to picture him chewing tobacco and spitting it in a cup and somebody being like i'm gonna grab that off the table when he leaves (laughs) I'm going to sell I'm going to sell half of this hot dog that Dan Deerdorf was eating <laughs> in the studio Monday Night Football in 1985. I've got uh, this these cancerous skin cells from Mila Djokovic. I was her doctor that removed it. Just the weirdest that why would you want all this stuff? But apparently somebody does. Just the the, the hardcore fans. Yeah, you know, again, you can you can have a, the autograph, but you don't always get a chance to buy Justin Bieber's hair for forty thousand dollars, <laughs> which went to charity. So I uh-huh. guess that's a good cause. But it it just be weird if on his merch site, you know, Justin Bieber's like, "Hey, I got uh, got some hair if anybody wants it." <laughs> uh Facebook Marketplace is like the step below that, and you could buy Kevin Federline's pubes. <laughs> just just on a the Ziploc toilet. bag, just a <laughs> Ziploc bag full of short and curly. I, K-Fed. I, my favorite thing on Facebook Marketplace when somebody's selling shoes, and it's just a picture of their feet, like they're currently wearing the shoes. <laughs> yeah, that, this is what they look like, and I'm in them. So <laughs> just or like take them off when you get here with the money. A, a guy, you know, went into Target to buy whatever hot item and clearly just got in the car. The steering wheel is behind the item. Like, come on. I guess somebody will buy it, but it's also like stage it a little bit. Make, you know. Yeah. Well, that's a thing that people in the vintage world have a real big problem with, because sometimes people will use the picture of the item sitting in a Goodwill store as the picture that they're using to sell it. Yeah, at least make me believe, considered. you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please tell me you bought this at an estate sale and that you you have a you already have a hundred dollars factored into the price. Yeah, come on. Like at least try a little bit. Um, and here here's one that I could see somebody paying for, not this amount of money, but this is a kind of an experience. Every year, uh Warren Buffett sets up an eBay auction for lunch to raise money for charity. This lunch comes packed with quality life advice, and in 2019, it sold for a wrecking, record-breaking four and a half million dollars. 
Oh, boy, that is bananas. This was the story that made me think, are you even allowed to spend that much on eBay? Yeah, yeah. Four and a half, I guess you can. I mean, right? I, I mean, I get it just that I've never seen like that at a checkout on your computer. Yeah. Four and yeah, a half yeah. million dollars. But also you just spent four and a half million dollars. You're you're doing all right. Like not yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, what are you gonna? What are you gonna? <laughs> right. What do you? What advice are you looking for? Yeah, buy low, sell high. I don't know, but like, just I, again. But I could, I could see that again. We were talking, you know. Let's go sit with James Hetfield. That's yeah, you know. But the just, price when when I quoted that price, it was three hundred dollars. Yeah, I I think <laughs> I don't I don't think Hetfield, even though Metallica will merch everything. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm a fan and I I'm on their website sometimes like I don't I, they got Metallica Monopoly I mean do they really they do yeah on their website how did that make you feel I, again I'm you know I'm a guy that sells uh, emotional support beer koozies John <laughs> I I'm fine with merching and and knowing you know that you know if anybody knows you can't make money from music anymore it is Metallica but yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. If somebody buys it and makes you happy, what? Who am I to give a shit about it? But I'm also like, you don't need to. That, that that's not kiss levels of selling, just slapping your name on stuff. But it's it's not not kiss, you know. You know, speaking of kiss, I I just passed, and I really like I had a lot going on that day, and uh, I was putting stuff in my booth, and one of the booths had a had the back glass from a kiss pinball machine. Oh, that yeah. Just pinball uh, machines know, part, in general are crazy expensive. Right. And original back glass for someone that has is working on a KISS pinball machine, but they need the back glass. I'm sure they make repros. Uh, but that's where that's was where all the lights happen, the scores. There's little slots for the scoring and stuff. It was 90 bucks. I didn't really, you know, I didn't I thought oh, right now I don't need to get ninety dollars involved in a thing. You yeah. know, one item, you know, although I totally knew it was, you know, cool and original. And I, and I didn't look it up till like four days later. And the only ones I saw were like three and five hundred bucks. I mean, that's still profit on there. But again, how do you you're shipping? You know, how do you get that to somebody? You yeah. Know? Yeah. And, and 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 if you're not shipping it, you are relegated to the Pittsburgh area. Yeah, if anybody in this area is making this yeah. one thing, yeah. the, uh, I so guess that was kind of a missed opportunity. Slash, uh, I was like kind of trapped in the middle there. Like I wanted it, but I didn't, and then I was like, and then I went back three, four days later, gone. Yeah, so I mean, either somebody scooped it up to fix their thing, or it's on eBay right now. So, or they were going to just put it in a frame and hang it because I mean the thing was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Some of that is art. And then then, you know, somebody's out on the back part. I would hate to keep a part from somebody that's like, (laughs) yeah, not irreplaceable. Um, Here's a one that we kind of talked about earlier. Elvis's leftover water. He had a a cup of water uh, that he didn't drink found by a man named Wade Jones in 1977. After coming across the selling powers of eBay 27 years later, he sold the water cup for $450. And, and by water <laughs> cup, I mean he only sold the water. He kept the cup. 
That is really that's a testimony to how truly stupid people are, right? Yeah, give me that Elvis water. First of all, to you're just gonna assume it did not evaporate, right? I mean you'd have he would to have cover had, it or something. He would have had to cover it, and even if he covered it, it would evaporate over 40 years. So uh that's a, that's a super weird. It sounds like he just fleeced someone for four hundred dollars. Well, and then here's an update because I think what I'm reading for this list is a little older. Uh, Wade Jones uh, ended up selling the cu- the paper cup for a thousand dollars. Yeah, so he he uh, he did the opposite of what the American pickers do, and he he debundled. He debundled. <laughs> <laughs> you never see a debundle. No, that's crazy. You're splitting it up, and I mean, so somebody out there's got Elvis's water. I mean, he could have he, he could have poured that cup into thimbles and really, really went crazy. Break you know? it up, you know. Thimble of Elvis water. <laughs> well, shot shot of Elvis water. Uh, Kanye West. Somebody tried to sell air from a Kanye West show in a plastic bag. Sold for twenty eight grand, John. Yeah, I saw that one, and uh, you know, oddly enough, it's still not as crazy as him charging seventeen hundred dollars for a white t shirt. Yeah, that's the thing. It's, you just put, you can put your name on it and move it. And I guess more power to the guy. But I'm also like, who's buying this shit? And somebody is. So, well, yeah, I mean, I'll tell you who's buying it. The dumbest people on the planet are. That's yeah. who's buying. That is the Elvis water of today. Like, yeah, I just, you know, uh, but uh, air. I mean, you know, when I went to. Uh, the grassy knoll museum museum the uh kennedy assassination museum yeah and dealey plaza yeah i went and obtained grass from the grassy knoll did you now, try and sell it can i try to sell it i don't still have it but <laughs> that's an interesting thing you could go down there pick a bunch of grass and then say hey grass from the grassy knoll i mean Brent, to are we on to something here are I we on to stuff i'll get some there, baggies you start heading there's several is there several million dollars just sitting there in Daly Plaza uh, and, next to John F. Kennedy Jr. waiting to come back? Maybe that's our plan is we sell grass from, you know, you could get some grass from the White House. Just stick your hand through the fence. Yeah. Yeah. We sell grass from White popular grass, locations. Grassy knoll grass. <laughs> there was a, a service that would sell you leaves like fall leaves. If you didn't experience fall, I think that was a new story. One time you could buy these leaves back. Oh, wow. Yeah. Man, just selling air. Think about it. You know, we don't have to decide anything right now. Well, I already turned down the dessert delivery. And (laughs) so I can't afford to not invest. How many of these million dollar ideas are, are, you know, coming your way? I mean, some of the dumbest ideas are turned out to be the best ideas. Who, when, you remember when texting came out? Yeah. And he, I don't know how you felt. I was like, that's dumb. Why don't I just call the person? That's why, right. why don't I need to, let's right. not write a now, letter. And now, now I'm like, why are you calling? Yeah. The script's been flipped. Nobody wants to call. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I guess well. we're, we're in the business of, of grass. I don't know how we. All right. I uh, like it. Uh, Back in 2006, an asteroid broke off a piece from Mars and made its way to Nigeria, where this uh, Martian meteorite sold for $450,000. 
A um, piece of Mars. Well, uh, meteorites are valuable. Um, and I know this, be- well, I don't, I know that, I know that's a fact that meteorites mm-hmm. are valuable. And you can tell if, you know, if someone is in the science business, they can tell if it's a rock or a meteorite. <clears throat> well, one time I was, I was going to some thrift stores with this girl who was, uh, uh, I was not romantically involved in with, but we were thrifting and, uh, she was a vintage collector and we were driving down the road at the beginning of our trip. And I, I shit you not, something came through her windshield landed in her car and it did not look like anything from this earth and we were not in an area where someone would have thrown it so uh, so what happened well we both talked about how uh well i think uh, i might know someone at uh, the university of pittsburgh that could tell us what that is and uh, i don't think she ever did anything about it she kept it so she still got it. You always hear but, those news stories of some, some guy found something in a field and it's been a doorstop for 30 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's whale vomit. Nobody yeah, it's, knew. It's worth thousands and millions of dollars. So every time I hear that story, you always just, you're like, what do I have in my house that could be that? Yeah. I got cat vomit. I don't have whale vomit. <laughs> you know, like... Yeah. What's, but I what think is that's it interesting. Head, yeah. Like if you found what you believe to be a meteorite and you put it on eBay and you took good pictures and a guy on the other end knows what he's looking at, you might be able to sell something like that, you know? Yeah. I think that's our business model is uh, selling grass and, and may or may not, may not be meteorites. <laughs> is that an igneous rock? No, that's a meteorite. <laughs> uh, this lady sold... Uh, grilled cheese that looked like the Virgin Mary for 28 grand. So we're getting in again to goldenpalace.com. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. So I guess maybe they're just buying stuff to kind of get their name out there. I've already said it a couple of times on this podcast. So you're welcome. <laughs> goldenpalace.com. Uh, in- I think that's the, the, the rare Golden Palace that's not a Chinese buffet. <laughs> I've, I always tend to go to the uh, number one Chinese buffet. Oh yeah, number one. Uh, well, it's the, a ranking. It's ranking. It's ranking. The, actually, the one that I would go to forever closed during the pandemic, and it just broke my heart. Oh, you know uh, that's really funny because I was doing a joke about that. How like uh, when gold? I didn't believe the pandemic was real until the, until I saw Golden Corral closed <laughs> permanently. That's funny. Uh, yeah. yeah. I said, when they came for my steam trays of crab rangoons, I was silent. <laughs> we said nothing. <laughs> they came from, when they came from my all-you-can-eat pizza buffet, I said nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. But Golden Corral is a different animal there. You know, it's like, I mean, that's the one, that's the one thing you thought they would have fought for, you know? Yeah, closing that just, uh, just breaks your heart. It's not good when you go to a buffet place and the guy's like, uh, Hey, where are your friends today? So he would just, he would know me. So that's not, that's where not are your friends. You're like, I'm yeah. solo. I'm I, in college. It was right by where I went to school. So that was just, and now as a, as a comedian and adult, like as a kid, I'd always see somebody eating by themselves and feel sorry for them. But now I'm <laughs> like, this is the best. Nobody's talking to me. I could do what I want. I got my listening to my stories and my headphones. 
Gosh, that is that's something. I, Amazing. I worked in the the drive through in Arby's, and I always felt bad for the people that come through the drive through and then immediately park, go and park in a spot. But now, as an adult, I completely understand being by myself with nobody around because they were probably around people all day long. I get right. it. Uh, we got a couple more and we'll wrap up here. Uh, somebody sold their 2020 U.S. presidential vote. Uh, it shows that there were bids. I don't know what the final thing was, but it sold for 25 grand, apparently. You have got to be kidding. And my favorite part is it's uh, $3.50 shipping. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> how, what how you does do. that work. Yeah. Do you, do you mail them the sticker that they hand out? Yeah, maybe. Uh, Oh boy, that's uh, that seems illegal, but okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, usually, if you're buying votes, it's in secret. Um, no, so, everybody, don't don't get all Will Rogers on me now. <laughs> um, the of course, there's tons of uh, Doritos shaped like the Pope's hat. Blah blah blah. You get all those. Uh, the Dorito, by the way, looks like it's sold for twelve hundred dollars. Um, this guy sold. Oh, oh, I know. I know one of these is the Harambe Cheeto. Yeah. And that one, uh, sold for $99,000. A Cheeto that looks like like Harambe, this gorilla that was, you know, uh, was part of the zeitgeist for about, uh, 15 or so minutes. Uh, and now someone is sitting there. Someone had an extra hundred gur laying around to just go. Oh, this will be goofy. Watch, I'll buy this. I'll buy this hundred thousand dollar Cheeto. But you know as well as I do, John. Sometimes something sells, and then you got to be chasing this guy down, email after email. Hey, can I get that payment? Let oh me my get that god, ninety nine G's. If that happened on that, I would be beside myself. I'd also like if something is that much like over like, you know, what, 20 grand. I, I don't know that I'm trusting the mail to get that to the place. I'll just drive it to you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another. That's a great point. You know, that's a legit point. I don't I, yeah, I don't I, I'm not going to miss out on this thing. That's ninety nine thousand dollars. And do I care if this Cheeto gets lost in the mail? Not really. But I do now. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I've bought some pretty delicate things from eBay and went, boy, I hope this I hope this turns out all right. Yeah, I've I've sent plenty and they're like, oh, this is broken. I'm like, oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, and- this this guy sold the world's largest movie collection. He had 17,000 over 17,000 movies. And it was uh, uh, I should say sold. It was listed for a million dollars. So I don't know if it actually sold. Oh, my gosh. Wow. I don't even know if you could watch all those movies. Yeah, you probably is uh, zapped with Scott Bayo and Willie Ames in there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you would if you could watch it or if you would want to watch. Yeah, would you want to watch Zap yeah. again? Uh, Maybe. Would you want to watch Thanks Killing? Yeah, uh... I don't know that. Is that th- is it called Thanks Killing? Yeah, it's a it's a thirty five hundred dollar movie that was the budget about a killer turkey. Oh wow! Yeah, so 
uh, more canned <laughs> air from Paris. This guy uh, made prison art out of uh, did, that, did the canned air sell from Paris? Hmm. Let me see if that did sell. Air from Kobe Bryant's last Lakers game was 15 grand. Okay. Uh, we need from- to start doing just grass, you know, grass from <laughs> historical places. Cause at least that's a thing. At least it's real. Yeah. At least you had something tangible. Yeah. I mean, uh, these I things are selling. This air is selling. I'm, I'm trying to see if the actual, the Paris air sold, but it doesn't say, but that was the thing that said air from Paris. But man, when you start getting air and we're in the wrong business, man. That's amazing. All you need is one set, couple sales a year. Uh, prison art. This guy made a whole castle out of matchsticks, and this is a work of art. Uh, for f- for fifteen hundred grand or fifteen hundred dollars. Sorry, with hundred dollars uh, shipping. Out of out of uh, matchsticks or to or uh, matchsticks. Uh, Matchsticks. I don't know how an inmate got matchsticks. Well, but th- I mean, everything can be traded for in the joint. Yeah. Do you do you yeah. want to, do you want to touch this castle? Where are these matchsticks been? <laughs> yeah. But well, it's a hundred. This this thing is it's a be- This is a beautiful wooden thing, and it's a hundred dollars. I wouldn't trust the mail to carry this thing. Right. 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 You drive that. Yeah. But if he's in jail, you what know, are you going to do? That's the thing. Like, the people, the very collectible uh, uh, genre is, uh, is, is hobo art and uh, prison art. And there was a prison. I had a piece, a real nice. Uh, I guess they would take the spoons and uh, they would make, like, metal sculptures with, like, spoons and... Uh, like they'd make the pedals out of the ends of the spoon and they'd, you know, I don't know how they are getting all these spoons, but, uh, but I actually had one that was not incredibly valuable, but, uh, I ended up selling it, but, but I also had a, a popsicle stick lamp that was a hobo. They call it hobo art because like, you know, anybody can, can, you know, a- accumulate a couple hundred popsicle sticks and do it themselves, you know, and put a, put the uh the electrical socket in there and wire it yeah some of that stuff is art like i'd rather have that than just a lamp from oh yeah i mean it was incredible when i and i actually was in my booth when the when the girl bought it and she was like oh my god i just love this i was like yeah there was actually a light in the uh in the base of it and a light in the shade part of it it was super cool and i'm like you know i mean i think i got 50 bucks for it and it probably you know, if if uh, you're if you really want to go, you know, get a, elaborate, you could say it's, it could be worth three times that. Because where are you going to find another one? You know. Yeah. Uh, uh, here's one that has no artistical value to it. Uh, the inside of a subway restaurant. I guess all the equipment sold uh, for or was off being offered for ten grand. Huh. So and this leads me to the question because I think you you see subways everywhere and I think it's because it's relatively inexpensive to get in on a subway. Um, so John, let's say John, you come into money. Uh, what what fast food franchise are you opening? If you oh, can, man. you know, let's say you can have one and to be the most successful, which one are you going to open? 
and my goal is for it to succeed is not yes. for my personal enjoyment. Yeah. Oof. Oh, gosh. Pandizzle Exprizzle. Oh, Panda Express. Oh, yeah. I think Panda Express is the finest fast food restaurant, of, you know, in modern times. I You've probably eaten more to Panda Express this year than I ever have in my life. They're um, great. It's a it's a good value. Let's start there. The food's great. Uh, or good, you know, at the very least, high good mm-hmm. B plus. Uh, yeah, I would say Panda Express. I've uh, without hesitation. I'm trying to think of because this this is a, a, one of you know dumb conversation I've had with my wife many times. What <laughs> what franchise are you starting? If for some reason that was your job, and I. I don't know, man. I guess like subways are pretty easy, to, I think, to get into. And it's pretty, you know. I got to be honest, though. I've worked in a subway for about three months uh, in my early 20s. And the first person that walks through that door and they pull out the Dead Sea Scrolls and t- start telling you what they, you know, they're ordering eight sandwiches for a float trip. You'll want to blow your brains out. <laughs> I mean, you re- I mean, I'm telling you because you're standing there and, you know, at least in another job, you might be in the back. You might not have to look the person in the eye. It's yeah. such a weird specific uh, like they start pointing to the toppings and, you know, more, more mayonnaise, more, may- you know, they're telling you what, you know, you, you might as well be a marionette at that yeah. point. I mean, they're, you know, you're not even a, you don't even have your own brain at that point. I get it. I'm sure I wouldn't want to do any of these fast food jobs. I worked in fast food and I didn't care for, it. I'd rather make your sandwich. Where did in the you back work? Where'd you work? Arby's Arby's <laughs> love Arby's. I do too. And people are always like, they're always like, is that real meat? I'm like, I, I think it is. I don't, I don't know what else it could be besides meat, but, uh, pressed roast beef, some kind of, some kind of roast beef loaf. Yeah. It, it, it is that. And I, (laughs) but I, I don't think it's fake meat. It's just not (laughs) what you think. (laughs) Uh, Is Uh, there anything at Arby's that you won't even touch anymore? I'm not a, I had my share of curly fries. I don't, yeah, and so those you, are good. You can go I the, like those. Yeah, they're great, but you could probably go the rest of your life without a curly fry. Yeah, that's not my, on my, <laughs> yeah. But I, I will have a Jamocha shake. Ooh, oh, fuck, you'll fuck most, up a Jamocha shake. It, it, when I worked there, man, you could just, you could probably take a before and after picture. You don't let me have access to a, a milkshake machine. That is not good for a human being. Yeah. <laughs> You know, for a long time, I was really hooked on those potato cakes, man. Now I can do with that too. I don't. I'm not a big hash brown fan. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so t- I I don't need that. But so I a they, thicker hash brown is kind of like sounds disgusting. <laughs> uh, it's like a hash yeah. brown, but it's thicker. Yeah. The potato cake. What well, one time I uh, I got you know a couple of my friends hired there, and I think we we made maybe a. 15 ounce roast beef sandwich and the the standard is three ounces oh my god just a fucking mountain of a sandwich just i don't even know if somebody ate it but it was just you know messing around that's what you want touching your food just people in the back creating art and where do you stand on the cheese that's my question the the, it's uh, love it it's love it or hate it you know there's no nacho cheese no the cheese they put on those arby uh cheese roast beef sandwiches yeah the liquid cheese yeah, yeah. i'm for it 
Okay. <laughs> I'm pro cheese. It, okay. Putting it a bag of form. cheese in the dispenser, burning the shit out of yourself. I'll, I'll do it every day. That's funny. Yeah. Um, a couple more. We'll wrap up. Made it Kentucky, a, t- a Titanic inflatable slide. So the, the Titanic is half <laughs> in the water, John, and you slide down it. Ugh, wow. Just, I don't know. Just like, didn't Too you soon. see the movie yeah. at least? Too soon. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers football coffin. This is right in your, in your neck of the woods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sold for twelve hundred dollars. You know that's so strange, but you know it's the uh, it, very uh, a, uh, apropos that it happened here, because I mean it's their life. Some of these people who live here, the Steelers are their life. It might as well be. Uh, their representation of death as well because there's so it's so uh you know it's maddening where like you could be august you're in a grocery store and you turn a corner and there's just a 75 year old lady wearing a troy palomalu jersey in the middle <laughs> of august you're like what is going on here i guess i guess it's also i i don't know a life lived that i guess you're lucky enough to be passionate about something enough to put it on the box that's going to house your dead body yeah no that's true that is uh, there there is a fine line between like passion and everything else you know you know yeah it's a kiss coffin uh i'll give it time you know i mean i think that uh gene simmons has done literally everything else with that no, he he but... has done a kiss coffin so oh yeah okay okay um you set me up there no i was saying it, it is no kiss coffin because that oh. is a real thing so well i would guess that the kiss coffin's probably several thousand dollars more than that <laughs> i want to i'll google it and we'll close on yeah that. because if gene simmons is gonna you know if he's gonna make a buck off it, it's gonna it's gonna he's gonna make it worth his while yeah, that that is a guy has has done well uh, merch wise. And, and if I'm being honest, twelve hundred for a coffin uh, sounds like uh, sounds like you you that you went to a coffin sale. Are coffins super expensive? Uh, yeah, when my brother died. Thanks for bringing that up, which is a running <laughs> joke on here. So I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> and you got me. You got me. The one time I thought I'd go the whole show without. Thanks no. for bringing that up. But thanks for but goddamn we. You know, I don't know if you've ever been uh, coffin shopping there, John, but you know, just like you have, you have, I, I'm, I'm grieving, but I'm not fucking dumb, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I, we were, <laughs> what else are you going to do? You know, but now I've just be like, let's, let's call up Costco. It's a box that, that when I, you know, you could cremate me, but if you're going to put me in a coffin, make it cheap. Who, who cares? Right. Um, uh, before the, before the kiss coffin, a guy, uh, sold a ghost in a jar. Serious inquiries only, John. Ghost in a jar. Yeah. Uh, I guess he, he found it uh, while metal detecting. After digging down about two feet, my shovel struck a wooden box that had nearly rotted out, read the post. There were two jars and an old journal in the box. The jars had some strange writing and symbols on them. While getting the jars out of the ground, I dropped one and it broke. A black mist or something seeped out of it. I should have known something was wrong right then and uh, covered <laughs> covered it back up. So who knows if this guy's just telling a story? I love I love this man. That's funny. You know what? Sometimes 
you do have like on eBay, you do have to have a like put a story behind someone like so this person right now, if you look up psychedelic kitty cat, yeah, uh, vintage psychedelic kitty cat, this woman wants six hundred and fifty dollars for this ceramic cat. And the cat, granted, looks like he's high, right? <laughs> but in her description, she says this cat's had a few too many bad trips <laughs> and needs to like needs to find a home or whatever is ready to settle down or something. And this cat looks baked out of his mind. Mm-hmm. And so for no, I mean, the cat's it's probably worth, you know, high end. It's worth 75 bucks. But she's asking 650 because she has chosen to give it a backstory. And again, if you watch enough American pickers, sometimes they're not buying the item. They're buying that story. Yeah, 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 that's true. And I'll I'll buy that. You know, if, if, if it belonged to somebody and it's not just regular water, this is Elvis's water. I'll buy it. Uh, yeah, tr- well, let me. But it's it's amazing. Like, here's the grift, though. It's like, OK, one person's buying air for twenty eight thousand dollars. But there was a baseball player in the. 80s for the San Francisco Giants named Jeff Leonard mm-hmm. and his nickname was was uh, the hack man and uh, or penitentiary face that was another one of his nicknames. But oh, anyway this guy <laughs> no no this guy was a thorn in the cardinal side and was the a, a, a solid major leaguer not good not great good unspectacular but anyway I'm on eBay around Christmas I bought my brother a game used Jeffrey Leonard bat for Christmas and on the bat knob, it had his number double zero. And instead of his name branded into the bat, it says Hackman. And this was a hundred bucks. Yeah. A hundred dollars. So why is air from Kanye West concert, $28,000 and you can get a piece of, you know, your, your, your childhood, you know, a hero of yours, you can buy his bat that he swung for a hundo. That, and that's the thing is it's a worth a hundred to you and it could be worth 28 grand to somebody else. Oh, that's interesting. Let's just, just like that story about the guy who traded the paperclip up to a Lambo, right? Yeah. Or that a, thing where the guy, whatever. he traded the paperclip to the whatever and the whatever. And yeah. Next it's, thing you know, Lambo. You know, it's that that Wolf of Wall Street, sell me this pin type thing. Make me want this pin. So that's interesting. Uh, That's that's an interesting twist that I haven't thought of. Yeah, you could. You know, it it, it, it truly goes back to what my dad used to say when I was a kid and was, you know, telling him, hey, dad, this uh, Mike Schmidt baseball card is worth five dollars. And my dad said, you know, it's worth whatever someone will pay you for it. That is true, (laughs) man. You know, which is the truest lesson. I mean, uh, the you know, it's true. That's that bat's worth 100 to me. It might be worth twenty eight thousand dollars to someone else. Mm hmm. Yeah, somebody that doesn't care about baseball, never even heard of it. Babe Ruth means nothing. But to right. somebody else, you know, the great Bambino. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think there's no disagreeing that a Kiss Coffin should cost $4,000. Uh, I still think that's reasonable. Yeah, and I, I let me... 
it's, but you this, know, it's got to be good artwork. Me, this is going to make me build my own coffin. Like I'm going to preemptively <laughs> go to like a Home Depot and get that in order, so my family isn't left to 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 pay that you know that debt. That's that seems like uh, this is like a morbid Ron Swanson. I'm I'm building my own coffin. <laughs> uh, well, they you know when the when when you have the sit down with the funeral home and they're like not to bring this up again for you, but when you have the sit down <laughs> in the funeral home uh, and they go, well, here's our coffin options. There's the four thousand, the seven thousand, and you go, you know, funny you mention it. Uh, and the back of my flatbed truck, I I have my own, so we don't even need to go. I brought BYOC. <laughs> bring your own coffin. They legally, I think, at least in the state of Indiana, is the law that you can bring a coffin. So you know, when they have that sign out that says no outside coffins, they're lying. They're trying. Oh to- wow! Jeez. Uh, I think but- sixty minutes should do a story on that. Yeah, they're trying to upsell you. Um, <laughs> but. John, $4,000, good-looking Kiss Coffin. I think we should close on that. Yeah, yeah, that sounds amazing. Uh, one more Why time, plug, plug everything that you're uh, you're doing, and then we'll get out of here. Oh, well, you know, Mid-Mod Money is the, is the thing that I'm doing is uh, a weekly um, internet program on YouTube. Uh, every Monday morning or, or Monday, I post a new episode where I, you know, teach people how to buy and sell vintage. Now, also I have a, uh, uh, yeah, mid mod money, TikTok, but, uh, you know, comedy dates. Uh, I also have a day, a uh, dry bar comedy special that I've been promised is going to come out. And, uh, although I have no proof of that. Well, you could watch my special and then watch John's or vice versa. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. See, we're both in that exclusive little group. And they said it's coming out any minute, and I don't have a word when it's coming out. And hopefully they're going to call it Goodwill Hunting, like I asked. I think they should. Yeah, we'll see. Well, John uh, Evans, thank you for being on the show again. It's good talking to you, and I'll see you next time. Brent, you're one of my favorites. Thanks for having me. You're the best. See you, man. All right, see you.